0: Don't even turn
1: around! Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear
0: shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not
1: 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, welcome to Stuck in the Eighties. Your old pal Spearsy, and Brad in LA. And today we travel back to the magical world where brownies, sorcerers, trolls, and other mystical creatures flourish. Where adventure never sleeps. Where danger hides behind each tree. And an unlikely group of heroes sets out to save our very existence. The 1980s. Close. It's the world of Willow. I've seen enough. Magic is the bloodstream of the 80s cruise. Forget all you know or think you know. All that you require, Brad, is your intuition. Uh, okay. Now, which finger has the power to control the universe? Uh, I'm sorry.
0: Come again? Which finger has the power to control the universe? If I pull one of your fingers and you let out another mad fart again, whatever it is you call it, I'm going to be more than just a little upset. Pick a finger! Fine. I pick my own. I've seen Willow. You're not going to fool me with this little test. And what's that you're holding, Spearsy? A stick? Don't play with that
1: wand! It holds vast powers. Only a real sorcerer can yield it. Not
0: a stupid peck like you. Peck? I'm taller than you are. I think you're losing your mind, dude. Aren't we supposed to be promoting the 80s cruise? I shall consult the bones. The bones have
1: spoken. The cruise will commence on March 3rd from the port of the shore of the Shattered Sea.
0: Mm, Yeah, Los Angeles, that sounds about right. Knowing the musical lineup,
1: Willow, is simply the art of controlling the reality of others. You lack faith in
0: yourself. You must learn to trust your intuition. Well, my intuition is telling me right now, give people the promo code and hang up on this Zoom call. Tuatha, Lokathok, Tuatha, say the lineup. Fine. This podcast is sponsored by... The 80s Cruise! Join Spearsy, myself, MTV, VJ Spark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and downtown Julie Brown, along with 3,000 more nostalgia-seeking wizards, in March 2023, for a week-long trip on board the Royal Caribbean Navigator of the Seas. Performers will include Devo, Brett Michaels, Kim Wilde, The Church, Howard Jones, Living Color, John Parr, Moores Day, along with The Time, The Smithereens, Fix and Cutting Crew, Midge year Autograph, Tone Loke, and more. And first time guests can get $200 of cabin credit and their very own Magic Wand just by using the promo code STUCK when booking. Just go to www.the80scruise.com for more information. Magic Wand not actually included. The Bones Have Spoken. Get Bent. I am so happy to meet you, Willow of Goodwood. How do you know my name? Elora Deventon. Elora. Elora, Willow's here. But she's just a baby. She's very
1: special. Elora Denton has chosen you to be her guardian.
0: Me? Yes. She likes you. Elora Denon knows you
1: have the courage to help us. Take my wand, the Sorceress Doresel. She will guide you and Elora Denon to the Kingdom of Tirazlin, where a good king and queen will look after you.
0: You need a warrior for a job like this. I'm a nobody. Elora, you don't want me. Tell her. I'm sure, even for Nellwyn.
1: Elora Denon must survive. She must fulfill her destiny and bring about the downfall of Queen Bathmorda, whose powers are growing like an evil plague. Unless she is stopped, Bathmorda will control the lives of your village, your children, everyone. All creatures of good heart need your help, alone. The
0: choice is yours. It's yours. Hey,
1: everyone. Remember the year 1988 when everything was so innocent and pure? None of us had jobs, no debts, no aches and pains in our knees and backs. And a young Nelwyn by the name of Willow made all our troubles go away with this amazing disappearing
0: picture. Yeah, don't forget about the evil sorceress Queen Bavmorta. Of Nakma, who also turned everyone in the movie into pigs. So not everything was exactly hunky and dory. <laughs> <laughs> you're not warriors, you're
1: pigs. Hey, it's time to talk about Willow. It is a movie that is back in the news again because there's a new series based on it from Disney Plus. And so Brad and I have been sitting around now for two or three weeks going, Hey, it's Willow Time.
0: It's Willow Time I mean, good grief, this movie
1: has a pedigree and a half. Yes.
0: Do you remember seeing it? Do you remember where you saw it the first time? Are you ready for a confession, Steve Spears? Oh no, I'm afraid. The first time I saw it was on a Delta seven sixty seven eastbound about two weeks ago. Wow, I, I'd never seen it. I had I thought I had, and then when I watched. It, I'm like, this is I don't know anything about this.
1: I am pretty sure I saw it in Gainesville when I was, okay. you know, I would have been
0: going into our last year of college. Yeah, so
1: second half of the junior year, first half of the senior year, and it came at an interesting time because. Uh, Like I alluded to just before, I mean, it was a time when we weren't quite worried about getting a job yet. Life was simpler. Yeah. I mean, it was about to get complicated real fast.
0: Yeah, kind of like it does for Willow in the first 20 minutes of this picture.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe that's kind of what I related to. And I think the scene where Billy Barty uh, talks to Warwick Davis and says, You lack faith in yourself. Um, you know what is your problem? Uh, I think to some degree that spoke to me at the time as well because I, I kind of was at a point in my studies where I'm like, I, I know I'm going to be a journalist. Yeah, what am but, I doing here? You know, yeah, what kind of journalist do I want to be? And is there even going to be a job available for me when I get out of here? And because you know I'm pretty miserable <laughs> working six days <laughs> a week.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute, what, what am I doing here?
1: Yeah, so there better be some sort of end game here coming to play soon and and i i think uh it was a nice time for me to escape the the darkening reality and uh deal with my own queen bev Morda issues
0: i mean i i enjoyed this and now granted watching stuff on airplanes you're maybe a little more susceptible to enjoyment if you will like things are Seem better sometimes on airplanes for reasons I can't adequately explain. Maybe it's lack of oxygen. But <laughs> I, I mean, I was texting you while I was watching, and I'm like, why didn't I see this when it came out? This is pointed right at me. It's basically the 80s version of the Lord of the Rings. Yes,
1: it, it is. It is Lord of the Rings meets Moses meets outtakes from Star Wars. <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's so great! That's so great. I was going to go with crawl but with a baby and a dwarf instead of Ken yeah, Marshall and Liam Neeson.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's uh,
0: Here's the thing. It was it was directed by Ron Howard and at
1: that point, I think I, and I th- I think to some degree I still am a Ron Howard completist and that I think I've seen all of his movies that he's directed. Okay. There is a um soothing quality to them maybe, you know. They're good, but they're also not gonna He didn't direct 7. No one's severed heads going to be found uh, in a box.
0: Yeah, right. Right. So um, I haven't seen Solo, a Star Wars story, which he did. I did. I, I will say that was
1: not memorable. Okay. The Star Wars angle, of course, comes because George Lucas wrote the story. He didn't write the screenplay, but he wrote the story. I think he may the, have co-written yeah. so the screenplay, or he gets credit for it. Okay. Uh, and as the story goes, George Lucas wrote this with Warwick Davis in mind, having met him on the set of Return of the Jedi. Right. But the idea right. for the film goes all the way back to 1972 when he was toying with the idea of a, a film based with little people that he was originally going to call Munchkins. Good call that he didn't do that.
0: Oh, maybe you stick with THX 1139.
1: Meanwhile, Ron Howard, fresh off of doing Cocoon, was looking to do a fantasy film. He's there at Industrial Light and Magic, handling the the post-production work on Cocoon when he meets George Lucas again. The two of Mm. them, remember, had worked together on American Graffiti. That's right. And so it turns out Ron Howard bypasses the chance to do the sequel to Cocoon. Good call. It was awful. And instead uh, settles down and and they work and they create uh, Willow. What's your problem, son? How do you mean? When I held up my fingers, what was your first impulse? Well, it was stupid. Just tell me. With my own finger.
0: Aha! That was the correct answer. You lack faith in yourself. More than anyone in the village, you have the potential to be a great sorcerer. Now, when you're out there,
1: listen to your own heart. You have much to learn, young Offgood. I think most people today think of it as uh, it's it's a Val Kilmer movie to some degree right
0: I mean, I will say when he shows up, I spend an awful lot of time thinking, well, we know now that Val Kilmer was almost a notorious method guy, so how did he go method for this role? <laughs> Like I'd they love to Hang note. around the fencing gym a lot. Like I, I'm just I I would be interested. I mean, all kidding aside.
1: Yeah, this movie comes out after Top Gun, before The Doors, and he plays Mad Martigan. And by the way, they always refer to him by his full name. You know, it's that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Is his first name Mardigan and he's just known to be Mad, or do his parents hate him?
1: I am the greatest swordsman that ever lived.
0: <laughs> you don't know in the fantasy world, Frodo. That's a normal name.
1: Sure, why not? <laughs> Frodo Baggins makes complete sense. Mad Mardigan, I'm confused. Yeah, help me out here. He's allegedly the world's greatest swordsman, but he's basically a guy who's been sentenced to death for some crime that we're not aware of. But he gets a reprieve from Willow, who lets him escape the, the crow's nest that he's stuck in.
0: <laughs> yeah, a- after a friend comes by and you know delivers the movie's version of, I always knew you'd come to no good. Come on, let me out of here, Eric. Give me a sword. I'll win this war for you. Mad Martigan I still serve Galadorn
1: You serve no one Remember sit in your coffin and rot The the rest of the cast is kind of interesting I mean Warwick Davis, obviously we knew him from Return of the Jedi You see him again in the Harry Potter movies Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Joanne Whaley plays Sorsha She's the daughter of the evil queen Who eventually turns good at the end Spoiler alert um, yeah,
0: that's my big problem with this movie is is uh, she, turns, she turns on a dime, and they hadn't even invented dimes yet. She and Val Kilmer met on this film and got married. Yeah, and were married until he drove her crazy with his method work on <laughs> he, the doors.
1: That's that's what I understood to be. Yeah. Uh,
0: plenty of other impressive actors in smaller roles.
1: Billy Barty. Uh, is in the movie early on so as the, great. the High Aldwin or the Head Sorcerer <laughs> Among the Dwarves, uh, Gene Marsh, uh, Hollywood legend, uh, Evil Queen Bav Morda, uh, Kevin Pollock, one of his first screen credits, I think, as one of the French-accented brownies, who basically, oh. they're just there for comic relief,
0: right? Oh, man. And it's great. Those characters are amazing. I mean, that may be his second best role behind his role in the seminal 90s music film, That Thing You Do, <laughs> where he plays Boss Vic Koss. <laughs> I
1: was wondering if you were going to work that in or not. Always. Never disappointed. Never disappointed. It's kind of weird. that The movie almost didn't happen. A lot of the major film studios had a chance to, to co-finance it and distribute it. They chose not to because the action fantasy genre was was tanking in the eighties, and which is not fair because the, Dragon Slayer, Crawl, Legend, Labyrinth—they're all good movies, but they Conan, just Conan, two, <laughs> Conan Two, well, Conan for sure, Conan Three, <laughs> okay. Electric Boogaloo—they they all did well. I mean, with fans, but they didn't do well at the box office. Red Sonya, Blue Sonya, Purple <laughs> Sonya, Orange Sonya. Did I never saw Red Sonya. Should I
0: feel bad. No, it's okay. Just but play you, some D
1: and D instead. But you've seen, you've seen, you are d and D fan, so you've seen all oh, these, yeah. right?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like stuff's pointed right at me. Like I said, I'm shocked that I hadn't seen this before because it really is. It's my genre. Yeah, it just is. Well, next year we get to celebrate the
1: 40th anniversary of Kroll, and that might be <sighs> my favorite of the bunch. Oh, the glaive. <laughs> the glaive. <laughs> it's so good. I don't think I have it on DVD. I don't even know if it's available on DVD, come to think of it. Wow. Well, Someone only out there, there was screaming a way to at find that. out. Someone out there screaming at us. It's, it's available on DVD. Anyway, the movie comes out. Uh, it doesn't do as well financially as uh, George Lucas had hoped. In all fairness, it was up against some some pretty big
0: competition. Kind of a rare misfire for him. Uh, But not really – I don't even want to call it a misfire. It's a rare non-blockbuster movie event. I think it still did okay, didn't it? Yeah, it made a profit. Oh, hey.
1: But, I mean, it was up against Crocodile Dundee 2, which, granted, is not a great movie, but it was coming off the – But
0: it was riding a wave. Yeah.
1: The first one was so uber popular. I mean, it just – and no one saw that coming. Uh big with Tom Hanks, obviously. Mm-hmm. His big yeah. break breakthrough. Rambo three, not to make jokes about electric boogaloo, but that the Rambo franchise was was going strong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Roger Ebert, of course, our favorite critic, gave it I think two and a half stars. Okay. And he yeah. wrote Feels and, about right. <laughs> he wrote in typical Roger Ebert style, he wrote, quote, I just I just love it. This is like the steak. The rest of the podcast is the salad. This is the steak. Mm. Uh, Willow is a fearsomely ambitious movie, but it is not fearsome and it is not wondrous and it is about a journey too far down the road, too well-traveled by other movies. It is a fantasy about a quest of a lovable little person and his heroic newfound friend to return a lost baby to where she belongs and to outsmart a wicked queen and kill a two-headed dragon in the process. In other words, standard stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, okay. So, you know how sometimes you you're you're looking at cars and you're like, well now wait a minute, that's weird. That has the taillights from this other car and you know, manufacturers would make what they call a parts bin car where they just like use like oh, put the fenders to this one on there and the taillights from that one and we will make a new model out of pieces we already have. This is kind of a parts bin movie plot. The way I see it, look, again, seen it once, so I don't have like this long-standing emotional attachment to it, but you know, this is a, here's the Steve Spears quote of the, of all for all movies: buy the ticket, take the ride. Once you buy the ticket, just sit back and just let it happen. Like, yeah, oh, we're fighting a dragon. Who saw that coming? Weird. Yeah, just because you've seen it all before. I mean, do you ever reread books? Do you ever rewatch movies? Then shut up. Here's the thing: and
1: uh, I watched it with the wife, and she had never seen it before. I've probably seen it, I don't know, ten times over the years. Okay. It's, it's one of those movies you pull out every other year and, yeah. and you watch it. Or if you, I mean, does no harm. Yeah, yeah. It's rarely ever on streaming. It's on streaming now. Disney, Disney Plus has it because Disney owns all of the, that collection of All films. the Lucas stuff, yeah. But you buy into it early on because Warwick Davis is so sweet and so uh, lovable. Yes,
0: yeah. He carries, he's the soul of the movie. Right.
1: You hitch your, your wagon to Warwick Davis and you have got to see it through. Period. Yeah.
0: You know how it's going to end. Gee, do you think the evil queen's going to win, Steve? Ooh. she <laughs> looks oh, She mm. looks a sh- <laughs> badass, man. She's just turning people into pigs. And, ooh, It's not going well. I <laughs> she, don't know.
1: She looks like she's drawn by Walt Disney himself. I mean, she looks like the evil queen yeah, of Snow White. Yeah, evil
0: queen from Snow White. Yeah, down to the dress with the high neck thing. And yeah,
1: everything. It, it, it's, I mean, that is a little. It's of a piece, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh there's that's what it is. You've got to find out if Willow's okay. Yes, you enjoy the smartassery of Val Kilmer. You sort of grin a little bit when he and Joy and Whaley obviously make that romantic connection.
0: Yeah, sure, absolutely. But when do you cry in this movie, Steve? Let me tell you when you cry at 36, thousand feet. Oh you cry oh, I know when Willow God I'm gonna cry now. When Willow gets home to his family. Yes. And his wife and his kids are just like, oh, it's just like, oh, forget and, and, it. Like, and her hair. Can we turn the lights off on the airplane right now because I need a minute.
1: <laughs> her hair that she cuts off and braids for him to take with her at the oh, beginning sweet of the Jesus. movie,
0: it's, oh. it's grown
1: back. And that's yeah. when it's just like Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. <laughs>
0: yeah that's when you cry and that's that to me that's what tells you like in case you're an idiot and you can't figure these things out yourself look at your emotional arc it's like yeah. oh yeah I, I do care about this character and I wanted to see him make it out. Yeah. and let's face it the music is wonderful it's soaring it's epic
1: it wraps you like a warm blanket and, and and carries you through the forest on
0: their adventure who wrote that soundtrack was it James Horner do we even know I thought it was James Horner, so I right. could be wrong. It is James Horner. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Uh Roger Ebert, you are wrong.
0: <laughs> eh, you know what? He's not He's all not the way wrong. wrong. He's not all the way wrong, but that's not a reason to not
1: enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's 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 definitely worth watching again. Does it
0: beg for a sequel?
1: No. Are we going to talk about it anyway? Yes. That's your
0: <laughs> sweet ass. We are. I mean, so, look. Okay. So if you've seen Christmas Story 14 billion times. Maybe watch Willow this year instead. Hmm, there's an idea for you. And if you don't want to watch after, well, and after you've watched Willow, then you should know there's a new series out, right? Like we have talked about. The new series picks up 17 years after the events of the film. Looks like it's going to be an eight-episode arc. They're not doing the Netflix thing where they release them all at once. They're coming out one a week. And I think there are four episodes out right now. Yes. Uh, I've seen the first three of them. We'll get into that a little bit. And, uh, you know, thankfully, there are some familiar faces from the film. Uh, Warwick Davis, he shows back up again, thank goodness, as Willow Oofgood. Joanne Wally returns as Queen Sorsha. Val Kilmer does not show back up again. That's not too surprising given the health problems he's having. But his character is talked about quite a bit, and I'm hopeful we'll find out some more about him you know, you're kind of rooting for him, I feel like, in a lot of ways, and his character in this is definitely part of that rooting. His kids are central to the plot. He and the Queen have twins, so of course I'm deeply concerned about that, boy and a girl, no less. <laughs> other characters or other faces you might recognize, uh, Aaron Kellerman, who played Enfys Nest in the Han, so- Han. in the Han Solo movie, is a knight in training. Is that a squire, maybe? I don't know. Tony Revolori also known as Zero Mustafa in the Grand Budapest Hotel, is a timid prince. And Warwick Davis's daughter, Annabelle Davis, appears as Willow's daughter. Where do they come up with this stuff? It's amazing. And as of three episodes, we haven't seen these two characters yet, but we're told that Kevin Pollock and uh, Rick Overton are going to show back up as the brownies with the out-the-red, just French accents. I've seen
1: an ep- episode and a half. Okay. and i got my first impression is uh it's it's a little slow for me and it it's, and it's a little the the, the attempt at humor is a little bit more ham-handed I'm sure it's going to connect at some point. It's it's like it's like everything that Disney Plus does. It takes like four episodes, and then suddenly the hook it is – takes a little time. Yeah, like Andor, the Star Wars one. It took me like three or four episodes, and then suddenly, boom! Okay, I'm I'm connected. So I, I feel like I'm a, an episode or two away from that.
0: I mean, I will say I think that sometimes, like this is something I think about way too much. When you take a story and you say, okay, I'm going to do an eight episode arc instead of a two hour movie. Like, I feel like sometimes they get a little lazy and like, oh, I can spend this entire first, the entire first episode, just setting the table. Like nothing really important has to happen until the very end. And so you're kind of tuned out. Um, and I I think that's the trick in writing these things with multiple episodes is you have to give people, you got to pay something off at the end of the episode, but the first episode, yeah, it's a lot of table setting. And you were messaging me like, is Willow actually in the series? Willow? (laughs) He does appear, he does appear, I don't think he's in the first episode, except maybe in some flashbacks. But uh, yeah, it takes a, it takes us time to get rolling. But I will say when I saw there's an, a moment in the third episode where I realized again that you know, look, you're there for Willow. What's, what struck me in that episode is that he's just he's a decent person and you know, he's trying to save the world. But that manifests itself in him trying to save his friends.
1: Yeah. Here's what has occurred to me over the first episode and a half. Uh, Joanne Whaley, who returns as Sorsha,
0: is kind of a jerk at times. Yeah. She's she's locked herself into a path. Her character has locked herself into a path. And like, look, if you've ever read any literature, you know that trying to get around uh, prophecies, like that doesn't work let's call Oedipus's dad and see what he thought about that <laughs> uh, you know sleeping Beauty's parents also add them to the list like yeah it doesn't work you can't like hide somebody away and avoid a prophecy it's coming for you that's yeah. why it's a prophecy and she's locked herself into this path of like well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it from yeah. happening watch me stop she's it. just
1: she's just mean to willow a couple of times though that I, I thought wow that's just why yeah. like th- this yeah. is the this is the little guy who pretty much you you have a kingdom because of him, and you're gonna you're gonna give him guff. Yeah. I didn't get that, but judge for yourself. But I that that was one of the things I think you need
0: to be ready for is that
1: Joanne Whaley is not quite the at least not yet. Yeah. the hero that I was kind of expecting her.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that that she comes around, but yeah, I just I feel like her character put her feet on a path and decided this is what I'm doing, and like I'm all in. Like I'm I'm not questioning what I'm doing. I'm just I'm moving on. I, I don't know if you saw this, or was at the beginning of them. Well, like a couple weeks ago, there was a an article in the New York Times, a fairly long interview with Warwick Davis about reviving the role, and he calls it the role that gave me everything. He said, you know, turned him into quote a proper actor and you just, you, you're rooting for this guy. I mean, if I hadn't already wanted to meet him just because he's Warwick Davis, now I want him over for dinner. You know, let's, let's go back to oh, the wow. dinner party That's episode. If you remember that. And, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates have split up. So I have an open spot at the table. So Warwick, give me a call. I know you listen. Give me a call and we'll get it set up. That'd be great if oh, you did. Gosh. That'd be um, magical.
1: Uh anyway, Willow the movie and Willow the series, both available on Disney Plus. You can also buy Willow the movie on Amazon Prime. Oh. But you know what you can't buy, my friend? The, the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the Kong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the eighties. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the Postal Friendly Bottle Opener. <laughs> uh trademark pending.
0: Actually, trademark in dispute now. Is
1: it? Well, just because someone said it wasn't all that friendly. Oh, sheesh!
0: I just sent out the last batch of 2022 earlier this week. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. I guess we'll order more. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm. I've got another order. It's making its way to me as we speak. Ah, uh, okay. Yes interesting time of year to try to order something well uh, go for I'd, it you know i'm not in a hurry i didn't i didn't push rush shipping or anything okay
1: good good get it to me anyway. in january we'll be fine <laughs> back back in um, the days of yesteryear episode 650 here was the mystery movie clip like a lot of things in life we laugh because it's funny and we laugh because it's true yep that's the untouchables this is about late eighties as well. We did a whole episode on this, and I and I, I remember being disappointed that people didn't did download it more. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just kind of a jerk that way. When was that? I don't know. You and I did it, and we did I think we. Maybe we Gosh, yeah. I don't remember that. I think so.
0: It's been it's a been while. ten years.
1: <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I mean, t- I mean, ten years of you and me on the show. So yeah, it's it's been a while. Yeah,
0: that was it was in December twenty seventeen.
1: Wow, so it wasn't that long ago, five years. Yeah, still. So we did it on the anniversary.
0: I, yeah. yeah, I mean, what I, I remember, what I remember about this movie is I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, "A, oh my gosh, that's so violent!" They're just like the guy getting beat, his skull beaten with the baseball bat, and the, just the dark red blood pouring out all over the table. Now, when you see it, you're like, "Okay, yeah, that's not like the most." You know, it's not like they're playing cards at the table there, but. It's the movie itself is so stylized. Yes, by today's not, mo- by modern standards. It. Yeah, in yeah well. but in a good yeah, way. But it looks great, and, and I think oh, it, yeah, I think it still holds up as much as any of that stuff does.
1: Very very quotable. Well,
0: Absolutely. you're not from Chicago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you prepared to do, Steve Spears? What are you prepared to do? <sighs> oh, what else is the other one? Um, what's the other big one? Nice family, I said. Nice family i go i believe day. i'll have a drink that's my favorite <laughs> yeah uh anyway uh we had some winners not as we many as i thought did but, indeed you know, that's life we'll make it up on the back end trust me okay i know we will
0: <clears throat> go ahead okay. and read some here we go winners this week include kevin serving wench tom corn in austria shan nichols brock in north dakota jeremy who shot J.R. rodwan Jace Swash in Beaver Creek, Joseph Perdue, Cliff from somewhere north of Detroit, Lou, Sweet Lou, Greeley, Todd in Minnesota, Cal and Deb in Atlanta, Patrick from Akron, Ohio, go Devo, and Alejandro Sticks, Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, Now pay attention.
1: Here's this week's mystery clip. I was young when I last heard that name. I was young when I last spoke it to you. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit dot com and then tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. Ah, the mystical refrain that is, name that eighties tune. Hey, we'll play a snippet of a song 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 tune <laughs> from the eighties, if you get it right. Again, entered into the drawing for glory in the form of a metallic device to open beer bottles. Beer. I am sorry, my voice is starting to fade patrons might know this because we had a happy hour the other day and i, I could barely talk just getting over COVID, mm. i got bit last week on it <laughs> and uh uh even after being you know obviously i had the the vaccines but i didn't get the latest one i hadn't gotten it yet and I think the bivalent I one, one. Yeah. yeah i didn't i got one
0: of the variants so
1: it hit both me and the wife and and so my if i'm sounding a little nasally it's not that's just it's not
0: just from crying over how bad this podcast is.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I think this one's going fairly well. All things <laughs> considered, it helps that when you're when you're suffering from COVID, you're not swilling the normal amount of bourbon every night. Oh, that's true. Um, anyway, uh, this was not a big mystery. I, I, not that I thought it would be, but you know, we enjoy the emails nonetheless. Yeah, a little holiday uh, classic for y'all <laughs> from episode 650. Uh, here it was. That's Steppin' Out by Joe Jackson.
0: We so tired of all the darknesses. It-
1: I think this was just a song that I had heard a couple times in a row on Sirius XM, oh, and okay. that's why I got picked. I, I don't. There wasn't. There was no deep dark secret to it. That's ninety percent of these things. Oh, know. I
0: thought you chose it because it was inspired by Joe Jackson's time in New York City.
1: No. Oh. Um, actually, we were supposed to be in New York City right now, and uh, we had to cancel that trip because of the,
0: the vid. Mm.
1: Can I say the vid?
0: You can. You just did. It's fine. Okay. I
1: don't know. I'm not trying to be hipster or anything.
0: Definitely really. had some divergent opinions on this. Some people were like, this piece of crap song. And some people were like, I love this song. Honestly, i listen to the same time it's on. Uh, I, I'm indifferent to it, which... I mean, I think the thing with Joe Jackson is he was always moving around. Like, you bought this album, and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then his next album comes out, and you're like, wait a minute. What happened to the guy that did the songs on the last album? Yeah, no, He he did... He, that was that was very Joe Jackson. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe we get him on the show. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have COVID right now
0: so that I do not have to read this list of winners. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm not going to try and do this all in one breath because I want to live Winners this week include the tromboner, Dan in Omaha, Chad and Cali, John Ross from Charlotte, North Carolina, Bob in Silicon Valley, Don the Chauffeur from Biloxi, Donnie Gettle rhymes with metal, Joseph Perdue, not just another Michael Hayes, Rick Parker, Carol Parrott, Cincinnati Joe, Kevin Pipe Wench, Brian with an E in Boulder, Terry in Perth, Library John in Michigan, Katie in Indiana, Alan Titus, Shan Nichols, Martino in Vancouver, Andrew Mole, or is that Mole? Dale in Portland, Ricky from Nashville, Jeremy who shot J.R. Rodwin, Brent the chem teacher, New Wave Todd, Kiano from Midmode, Blue Fest from San Diego, Tim from Asheville, Commander Bourbon, Carlos Stuck in Pennsylvania, J. Diggity Dog, J. Swash in Beaver Creek, Rush Crest, Stuart O'Neill, Phil from Adelaide, Lou, Sweet Lou Greeley, Todd Cunningham, Martin the Irish Evertonian, Jan Stuck in Lawrence, Kansas, Stony Stitt, Dallas Fitzgerald, Cal and Deb in Atlanta, Carlos M. Hernandez, Rock the Good Ag, and... Andrea, not Andrea Krava well done, eh. oh, I can hear my voice it's it's it's
1: slipped a gear while you we were doing there. that <laughs> out of pity out of, <sighs> out of,
0: uh, <sighs>
1: uh, it's it's yeah, we're down into second gear now this <laughs> I'm not long for this world.
0: well, uh, i better spin it then, huh, yeah, spin the wheel thing weighs about seven hundred pounds. here we go ah, well done.
1: Like it's going to land on Ah, Brett the Chem teacher. You are this week's lucky winner. Send us
0: your snail mail address and a postal-friendly bottle opener. One of the last of the first batch of postal-friendly bottle openers will be made yours through the postal service.: That's the way it works. It's the miracle Just... of mail. <laughs> uh, pay attention. Here's this
1: week's uh, mystery tune.
0: You know it, or even if you just want to guess. Yeah, we've got someone that every week says, uh, "That's obviously who's Johnny by uh, El Barge." Yeah, someone does pretty much say that every week. Does, doesn't don't they? Mm-hmm. they I'm really not going to out them. I know exactly who it is, but I'm not going <laughs> to out them because I like the inside joke. Okay. Uh, emails at
1: blah, at, at blah blah blah
0: blah 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 blah. That's what is it? Podcast at s i t eight zero s dot com. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Now relive the magical adventures of the movie Willow with these amazing characters that bring the story to life. There's the heroic swordsman, Matt Mardigan.
1: I'll oh, win this war for you.
0: The evil sorceress, Bab Morda. The dreaded General Kane. I'll oh, the rebels. And brave Willow himself. The epic battles, good versus evil. You can bring the magic of Willow home with collectible figures, vehicles, and accessories. Each sold separately. Willow, the magic lies within.
1: And we're back, and I think we could say this is the final show
0: of 2022, right? I'm afraid so, my friends. All good things must come to an end, and whether 2022 has been good or not, it is coming to an end. It's been a pretty good year. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining.
1: Did some good interviews.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we had the crew. How many shows did was... we? How many shows did we do this year? I don't know. Even let me let world. me check the big board here. Count episode. Timpani. Timpani in twenty twenty two let's see our first show of twenty twenty two was more unlikely cover songs of the eighties on January eleventh that was six twenty five so we cranked out over twenty five shows this year yeah twenty nine shows this year that's not bad I mean look listeners let's just let's just look at this face on or head on here. I have been really busy with work. Uh, we have not, we, we've fallen away from the true faith and that we're not cranking out a show a week to support an ad load. And so, you know, the pace has slowed a little bit. I'll grant you that. And I've been busy. My job has gotten more hectic this year, especially the last three months. Oh my gosh, it's been insane. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, not to make my problems your problems, but, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to see we did that many shows. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you looking forward to in 2023?
0: I got to tell you right now, I'm really excited about the cruise for obvious reasons. I am excited about other trips that my wife and I are planning, kind of putting some things together for maybe in the fall when, uh, hopefully it's even, even more safer to go traveling around the globe. Uh, yeah. Uh, my daughter's going to graduate with her master's. So I'm excited about going to see her walk because I didn't get to do that for her bachelor's. Uh, yeah. A lot going on. A lot of moving parts. I'm gonna, I, I know we
1: have tickets to see air supply oh, <laughs> for my wife's birthday. Amazing. So that'll be fun. We're staying at this really nice hotel over in Clearwater Beach. We hope to be moving into a new house soon. Oh, nice. And a new Spears Lair. That'll be a new podcast studio for me, which would be, I don't know how many podcast studios since I left the studio at the newspaper. I yeah. I've moved a lot around a lot.
0: Well, and I mean, at this point, you we pretty much both record from our home offices because neither of us leaves the house for work. But like I used to haul my stuff into work and I'd do yeah. it in my office at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, didn't just, you used to do it like in a supply
1: closet one time or sometimes something? Sometimes I
0: would go into a closet when there were a bunch of people still in the office if we were, or if we were recording a little earlier in the day and I didn't want people to see me screwing around during the work day.
1: <laughs> God, it seems like so long ago. I know. I know. No, jeez.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, on balance, I'm going to say it's been a good year. Um, uh, In some ways, not so good. In some ways, better. I mean, yeah. my, my wife's mom passed away, which is certainly not great in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I'm glad that the family's going to be together for the holidays. My kids are both going to be home as of tomorrow. So I'm excited about that.
1: If we both get negative COVID tests, we can go home for the holidays. If not, we will be sheltering in place. Zoom so. presents presents yeah. for you. No, seriously. I mean, I, I, I'm waiting for another day or two before I take the tests to see. But because um, obviously I still have symptoms of it, yeah. but I don't, I don't,
0: I think it's I probably going to be system. okay. I bet you're going to be okay. Katie had it in mid November and it was about 10 days. Okay. Well, we're, we're
1: at about the eight day mark right now. So. Yeah.
0: I, I feel good about it. I'm, I'm okay. excited for you to go see your ma.
1: Anyway, we wish you all a happy holiday season A safe one And we look forward to reconnecting On the other side of the calendar Until then, Brad and myself remain here Hopelessly, Stuck in the 80s
0: Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon If you'd like to support the show Go to patreon.com Stuck in the 80s podcast Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening.